0: Hello and welcome to Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays, a show about empowering and motivating you to broaden your mind. Now here is your host, Sonia Lorette. Good afternoon, Whispers, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host, Sonia LeRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. It is so good to be in our safe zone this afternoon and birth another dynamic topic. Oh my goodness, Whisperers, welcome into the Whisperers Lounge Thank you to all the wisdom whisperers for tuning in this afternoon for our pre-show and even for those that was in the private Zoom room. It is so good to have you all here. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget, you can call in and ask your questions and, you know, regarding today's topic at 516-595- 8091 again that's 516 595 8091 and you know blog talk radio always has our back they have a live chat box in every last one of our discussions in there you can place your comments your questions if you need me to reiterate something drop it in the chat box because you know i love to monitor a great chat box but on top of it don't forget we give each other respect and dignity we honor everyone's opinion and it makes for a great discussion So please remember to be respectful to each other. And, you know, I don't know if you Dynamic Whisperers are aware, we have a beautiful, beautiful weekly journal that goes out called the Whisperers Exchange. Many of you already subscribe, but if you're new to our network, come and join our community because we have great things in there. We also have a segment in there called Ask Sonia Larey where you get to write in at AskSonyaLaray at yahoo.com and your answers and my reply is featured in our weekly journal. So it is fabulous. Don't forget, I need you to stay till the end of this show because I have a couple of broadcasting notes that I will be sharing with you and I don't want those to be overlooked, okay? So are you ready to get into this week's feast of a discussion? learning from mistakes. Woo, you know, that's hot right there immediately. I love to start all of our discussions with a clear meaning or definition. So this isn't any different, but I'm going to give you actually two words that we're going to get the meaning and definition of. So the first one is learn. Okay. So learn means to gain or acquire knowledge or skill. So let me give that to you again. We're going to Get the meaning of learn. Learn means to gain or acquire knowledge or skill. And the second word that we're going to get the meaning of and true understanding of is mistake. Mistake is judgment that is misguided or wrong. An error or fault. Okay, let me give it to you again. Mistake means judgment that is misguided or wrong. Error or fault. So, whispers, today's discussion is delving deep into learning from mistakes that are going to keep us triumphing over trials. And the pre-show was just the perfect appetizer for today. Are sometimes or something we all encounter. I don't care who you are, how great you are, what you've been through, where you are in your life, your educational status, your, you know, uh, equity status, any of those things. It is something we all encounter on our journey, and they can often leave us feeling lost or even defeated. They can even make us feel like we're struggling to keep moving forward. But what if I told you that um, these very mistakes could become your stepping stone? There's that word. Remember, we already got the understanding of what a stepping stone is, but a stepping stone to your growth and your success, would that pivot or shape or shake the way that you looked at it? So this discussion or the direction, tone, and texture of this discussion, we're going to explore and build upon that, okay? I think the first place I want to tap into is that we got to be willing to embrace our mistakes. And I know that sometimes that's hard to do. And it's a paradoxical truth that our greatest growth often emerges from our deepest failures. And so many times I think when people look at failure and that that word of mistake or that, that error, it's kind of so glazed and it makes you almost look like it's foggy. So some of our greatest moments are born from the things that seem impossible for us to understand or to rebound from. Things that we make, we even kind of stumble and fall, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I, I can't get up. I'm so embarrassed from it. But do you know that most people find embracing mistakes as a sign of weakness or the inability to have success, which isn't true at all? I mean, they really find that mistakes are like a sign of weakness, like, oh, you made a mistake, so, you know, no, no. Remember that we said last week, that word failure. It's the connotation that we attach to the word or the meaning that we as people assign to it. that gives it the negative connotation. Well, guess what? It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing, Whisperers, that if we attach a negative to the word mistake, it keeps us spiraling. It keeps us on a downward spiral. And just last week in our discussion on failure, path to success, we learned key elements in that discussion. We learned that if we embrace failure as a teacher, it shifts our mindset. So what if we embraced mistakes the same way? We also learned that we know it gives us resiliency and the ability to bounce back from those setbacks. But what if we started to embrace them and look at this in a way that it builds that resiliency and gives us the ability to bounce back? And then it sparks the creativity, that innovation in us, because it makes us look at the broader picture. And what if we did that for mistakes? That we really started to look at them and tap into them as a way to broaden our mindset and to really step into our greatness through the mistakes, but the lessons that we learned. Powerful. And that fourth master key in that discussion, right, it said that we know that this is a bridge to our success. So we must be building this bridge. We must be really going on this journey that we can find the bridge that we need to cross over and pivot the way that we look at mistakes. I want us to build on our master keys in this discussion, though. See, because it's necessary for us to master these qualities, and I want to take my time in building this conversation. So I know that it will resonate And it will vibrate at a higher decimal. This way we're able to grow and change the way we look, even form them or have them formed in our minds, in our hearts, in our subconscious, that it doesn't keep dragging us down into a deep ditch or a deep gully. So let's get into the first master key of the discussion. I'm going to give you your keys early because I really want to lean in on this discussion. So if you want to pin market at the 309 marker because maybe you forgot to get your master keys, your key, your keychain out, well guess what? You're going to need to go get that keychain because those keys on that keychain from last week's discussion go with the tumblers and the locks for this discussion. So you need them to be together to work congruently. So our first master key that we're going to get into. It's a powerful key, and it's a key that I see many people struggle with, and I have a very deep exercise that I even give clients regarding this master key. This master key is the one and only, when we make a mistake, it's natural to feel guilty. Some people feel angry. Some feel even ashamed or embarrassed. But dwelling on these negative emotions can hinder your growth. When you really just start to sit, sink and sit in that space, in that place, remember, I told you, it stagnates us. So what can grow in stagnation? Nothing. I know many of you may remember our discussions back in last year in February. In February, I gave a powerful discussion regarding cracking the self-compassion code. Now, if you missed that, back to February of last year and go pick up those keys in that discussion. But I told you that self-compassion entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. Let me go back and tell you that again. Let me reiterate that to you. The self-compassion code, it really takes a detailed and entailed step. It means that we're going to be warm and understanding toward ourselves. We're going to even understand that we are suffering or we're going to understand that we fell. We're not going to drag ourselves. I received so many emails and so many that felt like they had been struggling with this huge attribute and how they could see the sliding scales when it comes to this quality. You know, Whispers, many of you even expressed that they found it harder because maybe holding themselves to a stricter or a harder expectation of oneself. See, sometimes we have such a heavy expectation of ourselves. Oh, put this laborious kind of measurement that we gotta keep measuring towards. Keeps us falling and failing and not being able to really sift out. It's just like if you were sifting flour and you're sifting it and you're just getting all the big chunks or the particles in it and sifting out to refine it so you can make your recipe. I thought to myself after that episode and all the emails that I wanted to lean back into this topic, to take it in a direction that would resonate deeper, to give the ability to let go of unrealistic expectations let go of perfectionism, and let go of feeling defective. Now, if you notice those words, and I always tell you to take notice of the words that I place in our discussions, because, see, words are powerful. And words open up different areas and different meanings and different chambers of the heart and mind. Because, see, it resonates at a different tone and texture for each one of us. See, whispers, self-compassion is the ability to show and give us the same emotional, the same emotional support that we would give others outside of ourselves. Self-compassion is the ability to show and give the same Emotional support, emotional support. So how many of you all really do that? How many of you realize what emotional support sounds and looks like? See, the words of encouragement, how are you encouraging yourself and what words are you speaking over yourself for the encouragement? What empathy are you showing yourself when you make mistakes or when you stumble? Or how do you show caring for yourself to make sure your well-being, your mind, your heart are being taken care of? You see, that didn't sound like we were being or having pity for ourselves or we were being soft or we were being weak. It said that we were caring. It showed that we were emotionally sound when it comes to you. I give to my clients. And so I'm going to give you all the same homework today. And I really want you to really take it to heart and do this homework. Because, see, many of you all don't understand, nor do you know the texture, the sound, the taste, the feeling, the expression of self-compassion. So what I have them do is to really understand how this really resonates for self and how it resonates for self in a unselfish manner and how it resonates with self to give a clear understanding, a clear way of dealing with one's lack, but showing compassion in that moment that we stumble. Showing compassion in that moment that we've made the mistake. And it can be big mistakes. It doesn't have to be like a little, eh, little, no. It can be that we make huge mistakes. And mistakes are things that are done not on purpose. So let's get that clarity in there too. You make mistakes in life. And if we are to learn from these mistakes, we have to start shifting the way that we see, the way that we feel, the way that we handle our mistakes for ourselves. Treatment. It's not called self-dragation. Okay, I'm going to drag you for 50 miles, I'm going to talk bad to you, I'm going to discourage you, I'm going to talk down to you, you would tell someone who was in an abusive relationship to run, to get out. But many of you all are abusing yourselves. Many of you all are saying discouraging and disparaging words to yourself. So now we're going to flip that switch. And we're going to get that real code. We're going to dissect and we're going to ingest and we're going to regurgitate the code of self-compassion. So that that code of self-compassion actually leads into our second master key. Because, see, when we're in that space and place of that you know, being reflective and being able to hear ourselves because we've given ourselves the proper acknowledgement and we've validated our feelings because we've given self-compassion, we're able to analyze and reflect on our mistakes now. See, mistakes contain the valuable lessons. Remember last week we said that when we fail, They're a stepping stone, a learning tool for us. They're learning tools. They're teachers. And that is real talk right now, right here, whispers. That's real talk to you. So, I'm going to say mistakes contain your valuable lessons during the pre-show. And I had told them during the pre-show that think about it in the way of this. Many of us, we have mirrors. And I know even for my show right now, um, we have a mirror so I can see my facial expressions. I can see where I am and what I'm doing. Um, It's a way that we are taught even in the business to really be able to reflect upon our face, how we're speaking, what emotions are going into it. Um, Many artists, I told you, I come out of the music industry, we practice in front of mirrors constantly, being aware of our body, being aware of the emotion, being aware. So when we reflect, it's almost just like we are standing in front of a mirror. And we give ourselves that time to really give ourselves a look over. Maybe you're trying to get ready, you're about to go out, you've got your hair done, you got your suit on, you got your beautiful dress, your jewels and everything. So, fellas, you're in the mirror, you're checking yourself out, making sure your tie isn't crooked, wait a minute, my knot is a little too big, you know, or it's not big enough, it was supposed to be a Windsor, what is this? You know, so you go back and you tie it again. Ladies, you're in there. "Mm, These earrings don't look good because they're not big enough. Or wait a minute, I don't like this because this shoe looks better with this bag. But you're reflecting on what you look like. You're taking a deep look and peering into that mirror. So it means that you're analyzing and reflecting it. It means that you must take the time to dissect What is right from what is wrong? And see, when we do that, even when we're reflecting on mistakes, we get to see, oh, wait a minute, this part wasn't so bad. Now, I did mess this up. This was, mm, wow. But you know what? If I changed this and did this, oh, you know what? I, I wasn't even thinking. I should have said this, that, and the other, and this would have turned out like, okay, look, I'm going to do this, go back and fix this. But see, we had that moment to reflect. We had that moment to look in the mirror and to zhuzh again. We get to do. When we sit in that analytical kind of space and place, that place is the why. I say reflection and and analyzing is a space and place of why. And it can be one of the hardest places to sit in, though. You realize why is one of the hardest spaces you will sit in. Have you ever asked your child, well, why did you do that? And they look at you like, what? Did she just ask me why? And all of a sudden they go, I don't know. (laughs) Because that space and place is hard to sit in. Because sometimes we don't know why did we do why. Because we won't even stop to reflect and analyze the why. So how can it be a stepping stone if we don't sit in a place of reflection to just kind of calculate a little bit of like, wait, realistically speaking, not critically speaking, not being critical, realistically, though? And it makes us ask those retrospective questions, those thought questions like, what led to this mistake? Why did I react in this way? What could I have done differently? Why didn't I ask for help? Or why didn't they ask me for help? See, that's what reflection is. It's kind of quiet. It kind of lets you sit in a space that has air in it. So by doing this, you transform your mistakes into opportunities for growth and self-improvement. And that means we link back to the key of embracing our failures, embracing our mistakes as teachers. You see how powerful these keys are when they work congruently? You see how powerful these keys are when you turn one and the other one turns this way and the tumblers start to really go? Tumblers are of the mind and of the heart. And lo and behold, it starts that whole process and the thought pattern, and it breaks it down and it elevates and it moves. Oof, whispers. I have to tell you guys that Literally, season seven has been so powerful. I love everything about this season. This season aligns with all of my messaging, all of my teaching, everything that I work inside of the agency and what I work with clients on, what I build, how we set out their goal pattern and their brain mapping and everything else that keeps them moving on their trajectory to triumph over trials because life is constantly moving. Life is that circle that I tell you that has all the ridges and all the ruffles and all the dips and all the bumps in it because it's the ebbs and the flows that freely give. But when we have powerful master keys that we can fall back on and rely on, that we can start to use effectively, we become incredible individuals we can become people that take lessons we become people that start to pivot and change our mindset around different little elements certain things that would make us stumble and fall now we don't have that issue because we're able to really reflect on them we got the birds eye view we're up high. We're looking at everything. We're seeing it. We're being able to analyze things correctly. You see, these are powerful tools, toolbox, and powerful keys on your keychain to open the hallways, the corridors, the secret compartments of your hearts and your minds. Now that we've embraced our mistakes, I want to move on to learning from them. so before I really get into that, I think this is a great space and place for us to take a quick commercial break. La Paz Image Consultants is your full-service international luxury agency working with clients from the inside out If you're ready to ignite your passion, tap into your signature style, build on your relationships, then you need to book your consultation today at www.LapazImageConsultant.com. Lapaz Image Consultant, where everything is fabulous. Welcome back, Whisperers. The first half of this discussion has been powerful So let's get into learning the learning curve. So the next two master keys will finish this guide and the journey into this discussion, okay? So before we get into those keys, I just want to reiterate that our first key was that self-compassion and really understanding what self-compassion truly looks like, feels like, smells like, and everything, and even tastes like. Many um, have expressed they found it harder because maybe um, they're trying to figure out all the different elements and the different ways of these keys, how they really work together. But this next master key, the third master key, to, or, yeah, our, our next master key is that we're going to set the SMART goals now. Remember we said SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. But I want to give you the S for goals, okay? And that is literally, it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, simplistic. Goals. We know it's crucial to channel the lessons from our mistakes into practical, tangible changes in our lives. We know that's necessary, right? So we're going to use our newfound knowledge to set clear, realistic, simple goals that will lead us or lead you away from repeating those same mistakes. See, sometimes when we make mistakes we think that, oh, we have to think big, you gotta go big. I, I have to do this and I have to um do certain things and and make it large. But that's not the case. Some sometimes you gotta think very small sometimes I tell my clients that you got to look at the micro. <laughs> because sometimes it has to even be smaller than small. It has to be micro. It has to be little. And so it means that we have to be willing to look at those little things that we need to change and put into our lives. And those realistic, simple goals that will lead us to, from repeating the same errors. Those SMART goals that act as a road map or that GPS, it ensures ensures us that we're going to stay on our pathway. It's going to assure us that we're going to keep growing. It assures us that we're going to learn. It assures us that we're going to pivot, analyze, and reflect on this mistake to use it as a stepping stone to our greatness. See, SMART goals – simplistic goals, when I work with clients and their lifestyle, we set simplistic goals and we set long-term goals as well, because you realize that if you gave yourself constantly, constantly the same huge goal, every single goal is the goal. I have to have this big goal. I have to have this goal. And it's always something gigantic. And lo and behold, you don't achieve it. it what, what does it do to the psyche? How does it really kind of knock you for a loop? I tried. I'm tried. I'm tried and I'm trialed. And it keeps you kind of going on a downward spiral. But see, when we set this smart simplistic goals, it allows you to have the wins that allows you to keep the momentum to move you into those larger goals, the larger aspects. And so it pivots and it has a balancing act. So I always like to say to my clients, it's just like if we had the scales. And you know that a scale has to be balanced just so. And many of you all who have been on any kind of weight loss journey have maybe tried to put on weight. Maybe you're trying to make sure you're maintaining your weight or whatever. If your scale is off balance or it's not calibrated correctly, you get a false, false measurement. And so in turn, it's the same with our lives that if we don't start to do this and put those small, realistic, simplistic goals in place It doesn't allow us to balance out things to really see and to tap into like, hey, am I really moving towards my goal line? Am I able to celebrate those wins and see where I'm going to keep the trajectory open and moving? See, it's that simplistic in thinking even. See, we as people, we like to complicate things. We like to keep on just piling up stuff. We become the hoarder of our thoughts and our poor brains are trying to sift through all of the, the gunk that's up there and all the misconceptions and all of the expectations and all the unrealism and what it feels like when we don't set ourselves up in a way that is going to allow us to show up and show out. I believe you dynamic whisperers can guess what our last magnificent master key is even. Because this key is the master key in every last one of our discussions throughout season seven of trials, triumphing over trials, of resilience. Cultivation. Do you know what it means to cultivate something? It means that you have to nurture it. It means that you have to take care of it and it has to be watered and it has to be maintained and it has to be looked after. It's the key that allows all the master keys to work and cross over all the tumblers. It's the key that keeps on giving. It's the key that keeps on winning. It's the key in your heart. It's the key to your mind. It's the keys to your secret compartments. It's the keys that marries everything seamlessly together to keep you on your growth pattern, to keep you on the trajectory to your greatness, that keeps you from dragging yourself, that keeps you from the lack of self-compassion. Resiliency. That master key is incredible. Whispers, you realize that cultivating resilience is the fuel for our growth. Resilience is the element of understanding. You know, actually, and it's also the element of giving ourselves a second chance. It's the ability to give us a second chance. To allow ourselves grace, you know. My mom, <laughs> a lot of times you guys hear me talk about her because um, she just would teach such great things, and you know, growing up, and as a matter of fact, even just having her a part of my journey in my my life has been just incredible. It hard not having her in my life every day, and sometimes when I get episodes like this, it sits me in a place and space of reflection. And my mom always used to say to me, "You know, son, it's okay to make mistakes. It is really okay to make mistakes because, see, through those mistakes, you are going to learn." how to do it correctly. And through those mistakes, you will also learn that you have to change the way that you look at things or how you perceive certain things. Everything is not the way that we see it. And that's just how she would say it to me. Sometimes I would get annoyed because i I'll be like, well, mom, it just seems like, she says, yes, it seems like it wouldn't be that difficult, but it is. She said, because, see, mistakes are necessary for us to change certain patterns. Because we need to start to sit in a place and space and look at things differently. And sometimes we don't want to because we think we know. But when that moment is there, take it. I found that to be the most sage wisdom in all the things, the many things that she shared with me in my life. the many things that she's told me. Even when I deal with certain things with clients and how I help them to shift their thought. There's certain aspects that even come in beyond what I've learned professionally in books through the experience of others and different things that I've worked through and different things that I've gone through in the traveling of this industry that allows me to be able to pour in and to give this type of discussion or the type of session that my clients need to move them into their next journey or how they're going to pivot from a mistake and how they're going to rebound from it. If you think about LeBron James, right, and I use him today because everybody knows LeBron. LeBron is on his A game, him and Steph Curry and many others. I just, I I like Steph Curry. I like LeBron James. I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan, okay? So just let me just tell you that. Um, Allen is a great person who learned from his mistakes as well. And these people have mastered The ability to learn from their mistakes to make them great and take them to the next level. They've even learned from their mistakes and how they have to take care of their bodies, their minds, their hearts, their souls. So they can really show up and be the dynamic athletes that they are. So we as people have to be able to and be willing to do the same thing so we can show up as the dynamic individuals that we are, wherever that greatness is going to take you. Or maybe wherever it's going to maneuver in your life course. Because, see, mistakes are not the end-all, be-all. But if that's how you look at it, and that's how you place it into your diet, it's like taking seven tablespoons of sugar at one setting. But if you take it in a way, you actually see how it refines. And it starts to detox from your body. It detox from your mind. And it keeps you on growing. It's almost like stem cell. It's the replacement that keeps on allowing your healing to happen and to occur. (laughs) Whisperers, I love discussions like this. I love working with you all to help you to see past the ridge. Because sometimes that's what you put up is that ridge and you can't get over it. And to be able to help you tear it down and break it open so you can get over the ridge is something that I enjoy. These discussions are important to like wrap up today's discussion. I want to leave you with this thought that mistakes are not just inevitable, they're essential. They are the stepping stones to triumphs, So please, please, whispers, embrace them in your journey. So I need you to remember the master keys. Self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Show love to yourself. Allow yourself to be emotionally well-being and safe. Analyze and reflect. Understand your mistakes and their causes and how they are the stepping stones to your greatness. They're just your teachers. Setting smart goals. Direct your newfound knowledge in a practical action, setting simplistic goals, those real goals that you can reach, that keep you nurtured, fed, and growing. And also remember, the master key of all master keys, we're going to cultivate that resilience, let your mistakes strengthen your resolve. Ooh. Whispers, if this discussion does not, into my services. You see, you might have a blockage and we need to get that cleared out. You might need resuscitation. So by incorporating these tips into your life, you'll not only triumph over trials, but you'll emerge from them stronger. You'll emerge from them wiser. You'll emerge from them even more resilient than you ever did before. I assure you of that. So with that being said, whispers, I'll leave you to ponder these words and to embark on your journey towards your growth and success. But I also want to make sure that I give you a couple of broadcasting notes because I always like to keep you informed of things. So that's why it's imperative and important for you to always make sure that you're subscribed to the Whisperers Exchange because, you know, it keeps you abreast of what's happening broadcasting-wise as well. And so make sure that you click the link in the description box and subscribe. But literally next week is the last uh, episode for before our fall break. And now we're only going to be on fall break for two weeks. So we'll be on break from uh, November the 17th through the 24th. And we'll be back December 1st. Can you believe that I'm saying we'll be back in December? Like, this year has flown by. I mean, it is flying. So you know that a discussion like this really will help us to even reflect on our journey. It will help us to reflect and even set realistic goals for ourselves for 2024. 2024. Whew. After this show, we have our after show over on YouTube at 415 So please make sure that you come over and like our channel, subscribe, you know, give us a review, leave a note in there so I know who you are, and uh, we can connect because it's always about building community. And, you know, make sure that you follow us over on Instagram at whispersinabottle underscore podcast. And if you're not on the Wisdom app, but you would like to be a part of the pre-show so you get your appetizer then you come over here you have your main course and all the delicacies over here then the after show is the dessert you send us a message and say wisdom and we'll get you the appetizer menu Mm -hmm. (laughs) so send it to us over on instagram and we'll make sure that we send you that invitation as well so look guys thank you so much for joining me again for another powerful discussion learning from mistakes. You know, this, this is something dynamic. This is our, our next journey into our greatness. So with that being said, my name is Sonia LeRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. But by far, I'm always honored to say that I am the host of Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays that's live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. All right, guys, please have a great weekend, and I'll see you over on YouTube. You have been listening to Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays with your host, Sonia Larrey. Lifestyle Relationship Counselor, Fashion Psychologist, Educator, Holistic Health and Wellness Consultant, and Motivational Speaker. Please make sure you review our show. Like, share, and make sure you come back next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispersinabottle. Have a great weekend. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.